Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, wow, what a weekend. So over the weekend, uh, we had a situation in which LeBron James and Russell Westbrook were in the same building in public view and did not. <laughs> I don't know if they head nodded to each other or whatever, uh, but we didn't get any interaction between uh, the highest and uh, second highest paid players on the roster for next season as currently constituted. That's certainly a little out of the ordinary, uh, especially considering only a year ago when LeBron and Russell Westbrook were in that very same setting at the Las Vegas Summer League, uh, they were sitting side by side and looked very happy to be doing so. So, obviously, something has changed. A lot has changed, right? We watched last season. It didn't go very well. At one point, Russell Westbrook touched LeBron James on the top of the head. That was probably the breaking point, in my uh, <laughs> conspiratorial opinion. But, uh, obviously, throughout this offseason to this point, the Lakers have been trying to trade Russell Westbrook. Um, at the end of the season, there were reports that Russell Westbrook would have been very amicable uh, to being traded by the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, that has not changed, to the best of my knowledge. And while poor Darvin Ham is out there taking interviews and giving quotes, and good quotes, like I, I feel bad for Darvin Ham because he's in kind of a lose-lose spot here. Um, he's giving quotes about how he can't wait to get to work with Russell Westbrook and the ways that he can utilize him so we could see more of the, the Hall of Fame Russell Westbrook and less of whatever the hell it was that we watched last season. Um, he, he has to answer those questions, and he has to answer them um, in, in a way that maintains the Lakers' leverage in trade talks and prepares everybody for what it might be if, if the Lakers aren't able to find a trade partner for Westbrook over the next couple months. Um, again, though, as guys are trying out for spots throughout the organization, um, that was the, the backdrop was all of the nonsense, right? All of the noise. And, and this, I thought, was a perfect encapsulation of why Russell Westbrook has to be traded. There is no choice in the matter here for the Lakers. We saw what it looked like when they tried to, to, to play good soldier and tried to act as if nothing was up, uh, Russell Westbrook was down by the Lakers bench. LeBron James was on the other end of the court. At one point, Rob Polinka came down and spoke to uh, LeBron James. At one point, uh, Darvin Ham spoke to LeBron. At one point, Kurt Rambis was down there talking to LeBron. And at no point, at any uh, point over on Saturday night, now by Sunday, uh, LeBron and Russ had apparently taken off. Uh, Kyrie Irving was in attendance. I guess Friday night was the first game Lakers had off Saturday night. And then Sunday night, last night, uh, was when the Lakers were in, in action again. Uh, Kyrie was in town for Saturday night. He apparently took off. So there was no shenanigans, and we could all kind of focus on basketball, which was fun. Like last night's or tonight's game um, was a really fun time, and I'm going to talk about the basketball here in a second. But um, whether what the moving pieces might be and 
who the third team might be and who might be coming back, uh, whether it's Kyrie Irving or Buddy Heald and, and Miles Turner, um, I that to me runs secondary to if Friday night is any evidence of or any kind of preview of what the season would be like if the Lakers actually brought Russell Westbrook back, brought Russell Westbrook back, uh, it cannot happen. Flat out, it cannot happen. Basketball also happened. How about that? Um, so, look, it's always tough when you're watching a summer league team with that that is trying to find its footing in a new system, right? Brand new head coach, and more importantly, with a parent team that has title aspiration. Obviously, Austin Reeves isn't playing, and I've talked about that plenty. Um, and obviously, Taylor Horton Tucker was never going to play, seeing as he didn't play last year. So there aren't really any players on this Lakers Summer League team that figure into the rotation for next season, hopefully, right? Um, and so, like, that makes it tough to really kind of focus on the basketball here and take much away from it. But I do think if you look at everything from a macro sense and not from, like, a player-specific sense, I do think there are some takeaways here. So first and foremost... I do think that the offense that this summer league team is running looks a lot cleaner than the ones that we have seen from the parent team these last couple seasons. Um, now, look, we can figure out how much is going to be the you know Darvin Ham system, how much of it is going to be the LeBron James system. They're going to have to find some kind of a, a, a middle ground there. But I've always thought that the way to alleviate pressure off of LeBron was going to be more of a systematic approach to doing so. And if these games have been any indication, there's a lot more focus on spacing. There's a lot more direction with all of these players, whether when they're in more kind of foundational um, sets, when they run specific sets, they look a lot cleaner. They look like they have a lot more purpose than, than we have seen over the last couple seasons. And again, this isn't me shitting on Frank Vogel because a new guy showed up. I'm just going to call a spade a spade here. Frank Vogel wasn't the best offensive coach. He's a defensive genius. Uh, and I think for the team that the Lakers had when they won a championship, Frank Vogel was kind of the perfect coach for it. A drop-heavy system defensively, funnel everybody back to your all-world defensive center when he wants to play there. Um utilize LeBron James in the way that he can. He was on the wing. Then you have guys like Caruso and Kuz and KCP and Danny Green out there on the wings to, to, to supplement those guys as well. And, and Frank Vogel was a tremendous part of that success. But he also, especially last season, showed some warts. And, and I thought one of those warts was offensively, the Lakers ran an overly rudimentary system that was overly reliant on LeBron. And when LeBron wasn't there and it was, and you tried to just kind of insert Russell Westbrook into that situation, yeah, you would get some production from those spots, but you never really won much. And, and, and if you won, it was on the back of LeBron doing otherworldly stuff. That's why the Lakers only won 33 games last season. So it's been nice and refreshing to watch this Las Vegas uh, Summer League, a little less so in, in Sacramento when the Lakers were playing there, um, because, or I guess in San Francisco, um, when the Lakers were playing there, because 
the, everything was so new. But as this group has kind of grown together in the short amount of time that they've been uh, playing together, we've seen a few extra wrinkles to, to what we've seen here. And, and we see, again, a direction and hopefully a preview of some of the, the concepts that the Lakers can run, a, a, even with the parent team. Again, the, the spacing and, and, and the direction is just pivotal if this thing is going to work. And, and even more so because I still don't think this team is going to be particularly good defensively. And if you aren't going to be very good defensively, then you have to make up for that on offense in the half court. Because if you aren't playing very good defense, you aren't going to be able to get out and run in transition um, off of those misses and rebounders and rebounds and, and turnovers. Um, so if the Lakers, this was what plagued them last season, they didn't get enough stops defensively to get out in transition, and they weren't the best half court team offensively. So when they had to take the ball out of the net. They weren't succeeding down at the other end of the court. Hopefully here, based on what we've seen, the Lakers will be better equipped to overcome the type of defense that we saw from a group that isn't much better defensively um, in terms of personnel than we saw last season. All right, as you can probably hear from my voice, it is uh, still recovering from the bug that we have all had here. Um, I want to thank everybody for the kind words and, and, and thoughts as we have all battled COVID. It was really kind of scary when we figured out that, yeah, it looks like Avery picked it up. Um, she's doing fine. My pregnant wife is doing fine. I am also recovering, and I am really excited to get back to the daily grind here. So we're going to have lowdowns for you Monday through Friday the way that we normally do. We're going to have a normal slate of shows here. Harrison and I are going to record in a few hours by the time you guys are listening to this. Um, and we're gonna, and that's going to kick off um, what should be a fun week as we try to suss out. Look, there's only uh, about a week or so uh, while everybody is still in Vegas. So Rob and Sean Marks have to get together a few more times, it seems like, to, to hash out those conversations. And, and then again, we get to watch basketball and we get to watch, uh, you know, try to take on a more macro sense, some things away from the direction that Darvin Ham and his staff are taking things right now. So I'm going to save the rest of, of what is left of my voice and I'm going to go ahead and, and, and knock out here for tonight. But again, back to normal this week. I'm on tomorrow or today. Uh, we have the Alex's for Tuesday. We have Sabrina and Raj for Wednesday. Um, if you haven't listened to it already, Jacob took care of business coming back from Vegas for yesterday's show. Um, and then Harrison and I, and then Aaron and I will wrap out the week for you. So again, thank you for your patience as we had vacation to deal with, sickness, and then now the, <laughs> the, res the, the residual effects of that sickness. But we are back to your normal grind over the course of this week. And I can't wait to get to it. So... Until all of that, I'm Anthony Irwin. We'll talk to you tomorrow.